Hey, it's Radio Free Oz, and in the spirit of the times, we are occupying the web airways. It's actually not air, it's all land, but this is the land we love, and I love David Osmond, who's my co-host up in Whidbey Island. I'm here, your other co-host, Peter Bergman, in La La Land, and it's quite a week. How are you doing, Dave? Oh, well, it's fall up here, and, and it's I suppose it's fall down there, too, you know, uh, what can I say? It's been a, it's been a, uh, it's been a pretty interesting week. You know, I thought it got really interesting uh, by the end of the week, and in the Saturday New York Times, it was like, please throw truffles to the pigs. You know, we're ready for this stuff. I, 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 I hope you felt the same. <laughs> Throw truffles to the pigs. I'm sorry, I don't get the metaphor. Bring me up to date with this gourmet metaphor. Well, the there pig. were the such pig? good head. Well, we are, of course, because we gobble up all the trash that the GOP oh, serves yeah. to us, man. And instead well, of just getting acorns, you know, I, it was truffles this week. I mean, come on. All right, here's my favorite little truffle. Yes, right, yes. Give me your truffles. Order. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's it's the legislator in Florida, Republican legislator, who put forward a bill that reinstated the legality of dwarf tossing in bars <laughs> because he said he wanted to do away with Big Brother standing in the way of dwarves getting a job. So that's, that's my, that, you know, there you go. That's their jobs plan. Yes, <laughs> Just yes. Their jobs plan is dwarf tossing. Yes, Our I've been on the road with many a dwarf in my time, and I can tell you tossing a dwarf is not an easy thing to do. No. Oh, big, boy. big brother, hand me that dwarf. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just insane. Oh, okay, so that's him. my favorite. Have you got a favorite sim- simple story, or should we talk about all the wonderful people with the great senses of humor that are occupying Wall Street's all over the well, country? Well, my, my, my favorite, my favorite, there, there, yeah, we got to talk about that, but uh, I had two favorite photos of, of, of the week. One, one was... Uh, uh, Hugh Romney. I always want to call him Hugh Romney. I think it really is Hugh Romney, and he's just wearing this other mask and suit. It's a kind yeah. of a blow-up thing. Yeah. So here's Wavy Gravy down in South Carolina, surrounded by cadets. It's his Norman Rockwell moment, right? I mean, yeah, he was at the Citadel. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. and it's yeah. Romney youth, you know, because they're all yes. short haircuts. And they're all wearing the brown shirts of the whole thing. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, these are such cute boys here. And indeed, the guy standing to uh, uh, to uh, Romney's right is apparently a person of color. You cannot see enough of him to be sure. But the mm-hmm. next guy over, yeah. cute guy, Romney youth, is eyeing the candidate out of the corner of his eye. Hmm. Yeah. Makes mm. you wonder about activities down there at the Citadel. Well, yep. it, it, they call them warm boys in old Germany. <laughs> warm, warm boys. boys. Warm and then, boys. and then there's the two old men of Congress. God damn yeah. it! Yeah, there's uh, Mitch McConnell. He's uh, he uh, to my to, he's to my he's to my right. I'm pretty sure uh, he's to we, my right. We we, re- we refer to him as the turtle. The turtle. He's got yeah. downward facing lips. He's mm-hmm. looking downward all the time. He's got glasses on. I, I and then there's Senator Harry Reid. Right, and he's got he's got a I think a more expensive collar treatment to his oh, shirt. Oh, he does. He's much snappier. But these than guys are just give me a break. 
I mean, really? This The turtle. Okay, good, good. He's the turtle. The New York Times said it's like the Sharks versus the Jets, but without the music. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's, that's good headline writing. Yeah, so th- those were my two, two uh, favorite images. <laughs> you, 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 Romney and the sexy boys and the Sharks and the Jets. These two ancient men wrangling over the there, there's a thousand pages of rules uh-huh. uh, because they overrule them all the time well, in, the, in thing, the Senate. You know, a thousand pages of rules. I mean, who could ever learn that? You'd have to be there. How many terms? And, uh, you'd look turn into a turtle. Anyway, that's my yeah. Th- those were well. A couple Reed had, of had enough, man. The turtle has been using everything he can to stop the Senate. You know, one of the agreements usually when people go to government is we're going to govern. All right. And the fact that McConnell, the turtle, has decided that they're going to stop governing in order to make the country in, you know, in such bad cess that Obama's going to lose. I mean, that's traitorism. That's traitor, traitors to the Commonwealth. And Reid, don't underestimate Harry Reid, okay? No, He's I, a guy, I, that, yeah. guy that bedeviled George Bush. He is older, but he's older because he's been around, and he finally got so pissed off at the turtle (laughs) that he pulled the semi-nuclear option. He said, that's it. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to overrule the parliamentarian. And the turtle got furious. He started to fume, okay? The fuming turtle. I agree. I agree. It's a lot of... It's it's a lot of, of smoke and fire signifying almost nothing because well, nothing's it, getting it, done. This was over, you know, attaching you know uh, 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 one one turtle after another to the bill that was up for you know keeping the government running. Let's let's attach another bill to that that has nothing to do with it that benefits nothing, you know, nothing. or or yeah. that requires everybody to agree on something that isn't on the table. I mean, right. it, it, that's right. these that's it, it's the rules of the Senate are not helpful. Well, what about what about the wonderful rules of the House? The head of the House Armed Services Committee, I believe a Republican, said, we're not going to pass a defense authorization bill unless you put in a rider that says Army pastors, Army chaplains, actually, or military chaplains, can't perform same-sex marriages. So the whole military effort, our Blue Water Navy and all of our boots on the ground are going to go, are going to stop, right? Because it's all over whether Chaplain, you know, Garamowitz can can wed Harry and Barry rather than Harry and Mary. That's the whole thing. That's it. So yep, it's yep, yep, and and well, and and but and the two uh, the two bodies of Congress. Uh, yeah. uh, the 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 Senate doesn't. They don't seem to have any sort of. They're sort of. You know. They sort of mill around, except when they don't. The House of Representatives. It's it's fifty one forty nine. You lose. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's one idiot, one vote. There, it's one. You know, one carpet salesman, one vote doesn't matter. One exterminator. One exterminator. You can be anything you want to. Well, you know, the House, at at its best in American democracy, was extremely vibrant. Remember, all money bills come from there, and it really does, in a sense, really represent America. Got a big job to do. Yeah, Senate is supposed to be the wise people, actually at the time they said the wise men, uh, in order to keep the fractious and populous and much too democratic House of Representatives in tow. Keep checking these people. As it turns out, it, it's all it's all 
just it's just awful. And at the same time, Dave. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. All right. All right. Now, we'll go. We'll you're moving into a, a defensive while. position here. I can tell. Yep. Okay. Well, last week, remember, I told you that 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 uh, having his lips surgically attached to the right wing. Willard Romney. That's his first name, by the way. It's not Mitt. That's his middle name. His first name is Willard. So we mm. could refer to him as Willard the Mitt. And people will know who we're talking about. <laughs> Willie the Mitt. Willie the Mitt. Willie you know, the, the Mitt. The Mitt he wears so he doesn't have to touch real people because he's, <laughs> uh, he's a $200 million middle class guy. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so, Willie the Mitt yeah. agreed to speak at the Value of Orders Forum, which is happening, by the way, today, which is Yom Kippur. It's really great. You it, know? Let's it, have the Value it, Voters Forum on Yom Kippur. Let's just really, show him. Not, not a whole really, lot of Mitch Cantor standing up on Yom Kippur. He it, already talked to him yesterday, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it makes me shake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. Just it, It's just oh, happening, sorry. and I can feel it in my bones. It's really bad, man. It's really bad. Now, last week, I told you he has put himself in a corner because he mm-hmm. knows the guy that's coming up after him. This shock jock Fisher is going to tell everybody that only Christians have First Amendment rights. Okay? Remember I said, oh, yeah. here it comes. Well, it happened faster. This guy, Jeffries, who uh, introduced Rick Perry with Rick Perry's OK, is a man who has said consistently and remained consistent and said Mormonism is a cult. Now, what this proves, whether or not you think Mormonism is a cult, whether or not you think Joseph Smith really found the golden tablets is not the issue, right? The issue is the, the Republicans are revealing themselves once again, not as a political party, but as a religion. And we're looking at, you know, the Jansenists and the Aryan, um, you know, the, the, the Aryan blasphemy, all the, the Manichaeans and, and Luther and everybody's splitting up, right? Oh, boy, what a, what a pantheon. I know, and they hate each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it reminds one of tribal warfare in the Middle East somehow. So then Perry has to come back and say, no, Mormonism is not a cult. Unfortunately, almost all born-again Christians, particularly really evangelical Christians, which means spread the word, do believe that Mormonism is a cult, and 35% of the of the of the people you know that were pulled there said they wouldn't vote for somebody who's a Mormon or they said there are a lot of people who won't which is the code for yeah. I won't yeah yeah uh, here's here's the question Mormon. at this at and I was wondering about this literally driving over I thought well I'll ask Peter is um, are, are any of the Republican candidates not speaking at this dreadful demonic forum that's going on I don't think Huntsman's speaking not I don't think they, I don't think they want him. No, no, because he, yeah. the devil speaks through him and says that there's such a thing as global warming and stop being such assholes. Uh, yes, it, no, my, <laughs> but Michelle Bachman, uh-huh. Michelle Bachman's uh, uh, PR people, uh, a half hour before she spoke, said, Michelle Bachman to speak to standing room only crowd at value voters. Of course, they showed us a picture on the internet that half the place was empty. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't pull that kind of stuff anymore. You no, know, everybody's I, watching. Yeah, but tw- you're tweeted out, man. Absolutely. And so Michelle has now come to the point where the only thing she can do to try and re-find some footing amongst the ultra-conservatives, which is, is to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to – she hasn't been in Congress, by the way, for almost two months. She hasn't voted since August. This is our, you know, this is our, our great representative. Not mine, but somebody's, and they deserve her. She said, I'm going to put up a bill that requires before a woman has an abortion, she has to have a sonogram and listen to the heartbeat of the child she's going to kill. 
Oh, this boy. is, you know, woohoo! What is this, David? What kind of world is this? Well, I, I, I it's, um, it's, uh, well, I don't think it's class, uh, class warfare, uh, uh, as is being proclaimed left and right out there. I don't think it's class warfare. It, it, it's just, it, it, it's come down to those of us who decided a long time ago that that things ought to go another way, mm-hmm. and those of them who think they should go back to even before it was, before it was. Mm-hmm. You right, know, I mean, they're yeah. busting pot farms in California again. Give me strength, you know. Uh, I, and on the I other know. hand, what a on the other hand, man. prisons are, are are having a sit down. The California prisons are having a, 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 a sit down food strike. Something. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just if there. That's another state, and you live there. <laughs> Uh, I do. Yep, yep. Up here, they they did catch the murderer from two years ago, going going uh, across another border. Found him in California. It's a big event yep. in the local newspaper here, Pete. Well, there you go. Well, yep. I'll tell you, Dave. It's yep. It's getting pretty pretty weird. But as we, uh, I sit here and we talk about the domestic. Here's my question, right? Yes. Uh, uh, we. we NATO goes in and bombs Libya when the opposition starts running around with guns and and, and rocket-propelled grenades, right? But in Syria, mm-hmm. they're killing people left and right. They just killed another five people at a funeral for the Kurdish leader that was assassinated. And still nobody does nothing except the Turks. The Turks are the only one that are taking real action against the Syrians because they have a border with them. We're sitting back there, you know, Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama saying, you must step down, Mr. Assad. That's good. You step down like they can make and, and, and we're going to sanction you. What good are sanctions? This man is sending out his his army to murder people on a daily basis. And, you know, what is it? Are we afraid of the Arab Spring? Does Israel want to see uh, Syria in continual turmoil? Would they rather deal with the devil they know than the devil they don't know? What the hell is going on? Well, yeah, so- that, yeah. I, I mean, it's, okay, stop there. The devil they know than the devil, yeah. The thing about all these dictators is they is they suppressed the continuing ongoing inter intertribal warfare that's been happening. I I, um, I don't mean to generalize, but for thousands of years, not I, I in mean, Syria. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. not in Syria. In Syria, Syria has never oppressed officially. Has not oppressed their. They're minorities. Now, Assad did. Mm. When his father came in, he oppressed them. But basically, Syria does not have a reputation until they became a dictatorship for any of that. I lived for a brief while in Syria. And I found people to be very bright and very friendly and very oppressed, you know. And you take a look at the, the pictures of the people at the, at the funeral. They're, you know, they they look like you and me, man, mm. and they're being gunned down. Well, all these know? all all these folks, regardless of, are like you and me, and and like our children, and um, uh, yeah. Why why aren't we all of those reasons? A, B, C, D. Pick one or or choose all above. Um, may indeed be why we're not going in there. I mean, why uh, uh, Gaddafi 
Gaddafi yeah. was we wanted to get him. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's the Wild West. Get that guy. It was personal. It, it was, was personal. It was as personal as going in to get, you know, Iraq. I mean, uh, and come on. Syria has no oil. There's nothing under Syria except Syria. Well, there you go. And there are more Syrians under the soil in Syria all the time, which is uh, it's oh. really bad news. No, of course it wasn't. There's a, there's a piece in the uh, in the Times about, you know, a State Department guy who has written a book. Yeah. I love that book. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah. It's all about, you know, the money it took to plant green grass in front of the embassy. I mean, trivial. And, and bring in fully mature date palms and plant them in rows because yeah. this is the way Iraq should look after we dropped by, what did he say, invaded or dropped by? He's good. Dropped He's by. really good. Yeah, it was, it's, it's good, yeah. Well, that brings us to some international news. Is that where you were leading? Uh, well, I'm I'm in the international forum right now, so please go right ahead, Dave. Well, I was just going to say the the uh, you know the the Republicans are not spending a great deal of time on uh, on international affairs, but uh, uh, Hugh Romney, uh, you know, wavy gravy did come up with uh, what he would do. He 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 said he he uh, came up on Friday. Uh, the mm-hmm. end of the week, exhausting. Eight steps he would take in his first 100 days if elected president, mm-hmm. including strengthening naval power by increasing shipbuilding. Oh, boy. Okay, there's okay. one. Maybe okay. co- the contractors like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Good. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Impro- <laughs> improvising, no. Improving relationships with Israel, Britain, and Mexico. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hugh Romney running for office. What are we talking about? Let me go back for a second to strengthen the Navy. And and, and the the Mm -hmm. rationale he gave was that China has built their first aircraft carrier. Well, the fact is, is if you check it out amongst military experts, they are calling it a bucket of bolts. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, kill on you. All right. We're going to improve our relationships with Israel by what? Sending them construction materials to put, you know, to build more more settlements. How are we going to improve our our relationship with with um, England? What support their sagging banks? I don't get it, man. What, any other eight points I should know Mexico, about? Mexico. What about Mexico? Improving Mexico, our relationship about, about, by building a taller wall, bigger wall, yeah. taller. Oh, yeah. And and uh, uh, Romney went on uh, <clears throat> revisiting Bush era missile defense system plans uh, that were scrapped by Mr. Obama. He, a missile, yes. Uh, Obama. One of the first things Obama did with his executive plan that nobody noticed was that he did away with that missile defense system that ran through Czechoslovakia and was scaring the hell out of Russia. Oh, it's crazy. He just did away with it. And all of a sudden, people woke up in the, you know, the military-industrial complexio and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, how could you do that? You're putting us at risk. He said, no, don't worry, the, um, the submarines in the Persian Gulf can, can cover. Well, of course, he's just bullshitting, of course, because submarines have nothing to do with missile defense. They're the ones that put missiles out there, right? So anyway, yep, uh, of Hugh Romney or Willard Romney, Willard the Rat. Willie. Will, <laughs> Willie the Rat. Okay. Yeah, I tell you, he's something else. Okay, well, you know something? As long as we're back with Willie and with all of his problems, uh, oh, it right. looks like. Yeah, I, uh, I see him, though. I see him on very expensive American made green turf here. I want you to know. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Whereas, yes. Whereas, yesterday, yes. whereas the governor from hell, I, yeah. I, I, at the end of this week, I see him, you know, up there in the Vasquez Rocks. Yeah. Bang, tow, bing, ding. You know, with the shrapnel going, the, you know, the bullets dinging off the rocks as he, he's trying to make a, uh, a circle around to, to, get, to, to get Hugh Romney, who's dressed in a clown suit. No, go ahead. Yeah, we're well, well, I'm sorry. Uh, you know why the rocks are so bare everywhere where Perry goes, because that's the place he prays for rain on a regular basis. <laughs> okay, so what's yeah. happened is things are so fractious. In the Republican religion, and we should refer to it as the Republican religion from mm, now on, mm. is that there is actually, or, I believe, or a, a, third, a real third party, uh, you know, appearing. And I had the opportunity to have an interview with its executive director, Bob Poolhall, and I think we should play that now to get an idea of what may be coming up for 2012. Okay? Gosh, yes. Hello again, this is Bob Puhal. The last time I spoke to you, I was director of Republicans for a thoroughly Christian president. But we've moved up. We're no longer just a pack. We're a full-fledged political party. God's own party. The real GOP. Are you with us? Will you answer the call and get down on your knees and pray for Jesus to return before the Florida primary deadline? Jesus alone can deliver us from the Kenyan secret agent in the White House. Jesus is a perfect candidate. He's been a Christian longer than Rick Perry, Michelle Bachman, and Rick Santorum. He speaks more languages than John Huntsman. Newt Gingrich is a whiner. Jesus is a water into winer. He delivered loaves and fishes long before Herman Cain delivered pizza. He's in better shape than Ron Paul. And while Mitt Romney only talks the talk, Jesus walks the walk, even on water. And now that Governor Christie has opted out of joining those eight Republican losers, it will only take a word from on high to bring the governor on board as our VP-to-be. Think about it. Jesus Christie in 2012. Jesus Christie, that's the ticket. So dig down deep and send your 13 pieces of silver to God's own party, Golgotha Heights, Maryland. God's own party is open to all Americans except Muslims, Baha'is, Zoroastrians, Animists, Rastafarians, Sodomites, Blasphemers, Socialists, Communists, Trotskyites, Mensheviks, and Mormons. What do you think, Dave? Jesus Christie, that's the ticket. Uh, well, it's got a it's got a ring, and you can say Jesus Christie. So you there's can. definitely it's multiculturally possible there. Absolutely, yeah. and and you know you know Bob told me afterwards he didn't get into it there, but but he's going to be arranging a, a kneel in, an American kneel in mm -hmm. uh, on the next Tuesday, which is the day of the next Republican. Um, uh, debate uh -huh. uh, in, in Dartmouth. Bloomberg presents the eight uh, garden gnomes in Dartmouth College. Eight or nine. I don't know if if, if the um, libertarian from New Mexico is in or out. But there's go. He's uh, Bob's uh, God's own party is going to ask mm -hmm. all Americans at noon, regardless mm -hmm. where their time, according to their time zone, to get down on their knees and volubly, you know, in 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 viva voce, pray for Jesus to return before the. Um, uh, registering uh, deadline for the uh, Florida primary. 
Which really they're moving around again, aren't they? Aren't they playing yeah. shuffleboard with this uh, yeah. primary? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Iowa says, you know, every time you push back, we're going to push back. So now <laughs> Iowa is like January 3rd. By the time it's over, the Iowa caucus is going to be yesterday. It's just, <laughs> yeah, we will have passed it, right? All right. And you know, it has nothing to do with politics. It has, you know what it has to do with, don't you? You know what the whole deal on early primaries is? Tell me. It's ad sales. It's television time. Because if you're early, you're important. And they pour millions of dollars into local TV. That's what it's all about. It's not about anything more than that. Just buy time. And also people coming in and using hotels and renting cars and, and eating, you know, uh, double munchy burgers and, you know, and, and Slurpees and such like that. Okay, by the way, talking about Slurpees and munchy burgers, yes. you know, David and I have to eat. And even though what I'm calling for doesn't put food in our mouths, it does keep Oz on the air. And that means you must help us. You must go up to Radio Free Oz. Push the green button and send us something over PayPal. Some of you have. A minority of you have done a really good job. Some have been extremely generous, and you will get your reward in the Oz heaven to come. But we need you <laughs> to get up there and keep Radio Free Oz on the air. As you understand, the money doesn't go for burgers yet. basically goes for studio, bandwidth, and very, you know, general expenses. Nothing that goes into our pocket. Not that that isn't a good idea. Not that David and I shouldn't be living high off the hog for all the work we're doing. But that's just not what's happening right now. So, well, you know, in the world, of, in the world of blogs, I yes. don't know how many people who have blogs are making any money anyway. No, you can. Well, it's, it's the essential things you have to pay for. I mean, well, this involves, you know, computers you got to buy, and there's the whole technology here that makes it possible for us to do this. So, yeah, so it would be wonderful to be a blogillionaire, but uh, uh, better we, we should uh, better we should take care of our immediate expenses and continue to entertain ourselves and you and probe into uh, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, every what's week. What's going on? All right, here's what's going on. Here's you want to talk about yeah. you want to talk about class war. Mitch Cantor says that the occupying Wall Street is class war. Oh, he is a he's just yeah, please. Oh, you know, it's I I can't yeah. say anything bad about him because it's Yom Kippur, except to say <laughs> he really can spend all day uh, atoning. Atoning, yeah, please. Atoning, man. You know, he, he could like definitely atoning. Uh, so he says that occupying Wall Street is class war. Have you seen some of the, the placards and banners coming off of that? The great sense of humor stuff, man. There's this kid in an um, anonymous mask, the V for Vengeance mask. Yeah. And his placard says, uh, the beginning is near. That's a record title. Yeah, at, yeah, the beginning is near. We should think about that. And there's another girl holding a, pla a, a placard that says, you know, I couldn't afford a politician, so I made this sign. <laughs> you know, it's like they get – it's real. It's funny. It's the real thing, yeah. okay? And they call themselves the 99%, again, to to promote and, and, and make 
clear the idea that the 1% own America. And you know something? It was first, it was just a few people in a little park in New York, right? Or just down there. And all of a sudden, it's all over the country. We have two occupies right here in Los Angeles as I speak. And it's, you know, there are two of like 400 that have already been organized. Some quite small, some getting larger. They had one in Washington, D.C. And all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi is supporting them. Joe Biden is supporting them. Okay. And the, and the Republicans are beginning to get crazy. Mitt Romney says it's a mob. Mitt Romney says it's a mob, okay? And let me just tell you what, Herman, I like to call him Sherman Kane. I don't know why. He just, he just, he just seems like a Sherman to me, okay? <laughs> it, it is. I don't know. I just like, I don't know. He delivers the pizza. I got to, wait a minute. Guess let me, who's let coming me to a, dinner. Coming, guess who's coming with dinner? <laughs> Yeah, guess who's coming with dinner? That's wonderful. Do we hit it get... or what? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to just uh, – <laughs> You will write that down. You, I, I, I just got to give you one thing here on the old, on yeah. the old shirt. Okay. I'll find here shirt. something I did on the 6th. And Oh, let's hear from Herman Cain. Herman Cain has some tough words uh-huh. for Occupy Wall Street protests. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, and, you know, that's the people to talk to about Occupy Wall Street, of course. He says, don't blame the banks for your financial problems. Who do you, who do you think he says you should blame, Dave? To, yeah, I'll give to, you the chance. To, to tell me. Blame uh, yourself. Yourself. Blame, Somehow blame I, was, I, I would get there in a while, but yeah. Blame That's not yourself, the same as press huh? yourself. No. You know, you know, it's blame yourself. Blame right. yourself. Okay, here's how he starts. Quote, okay. I don't have the facts to back this up. Okay, let's stop right there. Oh! This is a man that's running or at least trotting for president. And, and he starts with, with, with a statement, I don't have the facts to back this up. Mm. So what the fuck are you doing talking? <laughs> yeah, right. man, shut up. Shut, shut right. up. Okay. I don't have the facts to back this up. Yep. Right. It goes, it gets, but I happen to believe. Wait a minute. He doesn't just believe like a believer. He just happened upon this 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 I, state I of believing. To believe. So yeah. he okay. doesn't have the facts. He happened upon believing here. I believe that these demonstrators are planned and orchestrated. You take one look at Occupy Wall Street, what you don't see is plans and orchestration, okay? All right, so plan and orchestrated okay. to, distract, to distract from the failed policies of the Obama administration. That's why they're down there. They are agents of the Obama administration distracting from their failed policies. How's that for how's that for like Keynes conspiracy? Well, right? you know, yeah, that's what it is. And what what I liked about your deconstruction of his remarks was that with each dependent clause he further distanced himself from actually believing anything he was saying. Absolutely, he's on the or it's, he goes I, on. That's says, that's don't, that's don't linguistic magic, man. Well, he, he, his appearance as one of the frontrunners is magic, David. Oh, yes. It's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I could call it black magic, but that wouldn't be so cool. All right, here we go. Yes. Kane said, don't blame Wall Street. Don't blame the big banks. If you don't have a job and you are not rich, blame yourself. If you don't have a job, one, that's because you don't want one. And if you are not rich... It means you haven't spent the time and the energy and screwed enough widows and orphans to be rich. Okay, he goes on, though. Yeah. Interviewer Alan Murray, and this is Wall Street Journal, of course, says, says wait, wait, you don't think the banks have anything to do with the crisis that we went into in 2008? 
And look who's delivering dinner said, they did have something to do with the crisis but that went on in 2008, but we're not in 2008, we're in 2011. There's no history, right? There's no history. What happened in 2008 is relevant only when the calendar says 2008. Once it becomes 2009 and further, it's gone. You know, it's, it's, it's fish wrap. Wow. Well, it's it's wow. put it on your pizza. It's just yeah, ridiculous. It, yeah, yeah, chop it up and put it on your pizza. Well, it's yeah. He was tops in the what the Florida one of the right off straw poles. Jeez. Yeah, right. Straw the you know, the scarecrow poles. Right, straw poles, and he's and he's very very popular amongst the uh, Republican religion because he's. He's just, first of all, he has no track record at all, okay? You can't point at any I'd, vote. I'd feel better about him if he that, brought Aretha Franklin in and had some real music and, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, come on. Uh, I, an evangelist yeah. would provide, you know, the good stuff out there. That, You, you know, the and, and speaking of evangelism, what happened to the great uh, oratorical styles of our president? You mean, uh, mean of, of uh, Barack Obama? Yes. What happened to his, his great soaring or, rhetoric? Yes, soaring rhetoric has come down to dropping his G's and yeah. talking to everybody as if they were in third grade. Like his, you know, da- well, it's like yeah. his daughters. I mean, I, I, it's not, it's not really consciously putting anybody down. It's not like he's picked up some sort of a uh, uh, country accent. But it's really weird. It's a big change, don't you think? Well, yeah, I think part of it, I think part of it is he wants to get a little more country. But I think also the fact is that soaring rhetoric is really easy when you're not president and don't have any responsibilities whatsoever and have no track record and no administration and and no Congress to deal with. All you got is a bunch of people out there waiting for you to say something soaring. So we can talk about hope and change. He can't talk about hope and change right now because there's little hope and little change. Now, I don't blame him for all of it, but the fact is, where does the soaring rhetoric go when people finally say, okay, enough rhetoric, let's see some action? If I mean, everybody wants him to be a finger pointer. They want him to be Harry Truman and say, look, I'm dealing with a bunch of assholes, okay? I'm dealing with a bunch of recalcitrant sons of bitches who want to bring us all down so they can have my job. And, you know, I think he's going to be brought to that by the time we're in the midst of the campaign. Well, he's getting, cl- he's, he, he's getting yeah. closer. He's getting closer. Yes. But it is, yes, the, is. It, it is, a, it is a, his, has adopted a folksy manner that uh, actually rubs me the wrong way. It's just a little too folksy, uh, as yeah. if we just don't, as if, you know, you have to give people sort of an example like a simple example yeah. of apples and oranges when you're talking about international affairs. And uh, speaking of apples and oranges and international yes. affairs. Yes. Oh, yes. boy. Uh, let me see. There's a, a, a paucity of light here at the table today, uh, Dave. I'm oh, no. To read the Give to, him light so we will follow no, him. No, I'm, 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 I'm good here. Okay. Uh, yeah, international. Um, at a time when Mr. Obama can point to the killing of Osama bin Laden and other members of al Al-Qaeda's, Al-Qaeda's, whatever it is, senior uh, leadership, 
The Republican field, this is according to a a writer for the Times, the Republican field is constrained in suggesting that Mr. Obama does not have the experience or fortitude to keep the nation safe, okay? So they're constrained. The constrained, yeah. So the candidates are shifting to an argument that Mr. Obama has been too quick to apologize for the United States and unwilling to promote American exceptionalism. Uh, okay. So, well, so, I mean, so, no uh, campaign, they have nothing to say. Let, here, digest this quote from Richard Grinnell, the spokesman for the American mission to the UN under uh, uh, President Bush. The message, is, the message is that we unapologetically defend and promote America. Okay, we will not apologize for thinking America is exceptional. If you read Obama's Cairo speech and see what the administration promotes at the United Nations and look at how we sent the message that we're resettling our relations with Russia, it's an admission that we're apologizing for past policy, past policy. We're apologizing for past policy. Don't do that. Don't admit anything. Close the books on it. I mean... This is one of Romney's My guys. country, right or wrong. My country, right or mm-hmm. wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, you know, this has been going on for so long, and it's getting so tight out there. You know, we were we were talking briefly on the issue of, uh, you know, class warfare and the people who are occupying. It took a long time for the New York Times to recognize there was anybody on the streets. It was all over the web. You know, yeah. Uh, well, the gray but, lady but, is just that. You know, she has her eyes on the bigger, bigger the issue. Uh, up on the two hundredth story, yeah. But when the yeah. when when the cop in the white uh, shirt shot uh, the lady in the face with the pepper spray, it was all that over. did it. That did it. You know what they're calling him? Sergeant Pepper Stress. Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant See, they've Pepper. got these people have a That's sense of good. humor. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm so, I'm on their side, and are are they going to occupy the mall? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I they might. I mean, if you get enough of them, I mean, what's the difference between coming down and listening to speeches in the mall and occupying the mall? They're not setting up tents and re- and refusing to let people walk Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? It's a protest. I love the fact that 700 of them got themselves arrested on the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay. Uh, and and you, I see the videos of them being these plastic handcuffs. That's the new sign of mm. the you know of, of 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 the world. These plastic handcuffs and all these people being handcuffed and pushed around uh, because they're blocking public access on the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay, Dave. All yeah. Right? Go ahead. Uh, uh, point of light. Elizabeth Warren. I want to get back to Liz. Ah, Liz Warren. Okay. What's the latest? Liz Warren. Okay. She she's closing in on Scott Brown. You know, she's now, you know, she's not officially yet the Democratic candidate, but uh, the other people are dropping out. So it is Liz. And here's 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 her t- take on Wall Street. OK, mm-hmm. the people on Wall Street broke this country and they did it one lousy mortgage at a time. It happened more than three years ago and there has been no real accountability. There's been no real effort to fix it. That's why I want to run for the United States Senate, she said. OK, lovely. And she said. Yeah, Forbes magazine, she said, named Scott Brown's their their favorite Wall Street senator. She said, that's probably not an award I'm going to get. And so they asked her, 
uh, how she paid for her schooling. And she said, I kept my clothes on. I borrowed money. And this was a jab at Brown who once posed nude for Cosmopolitan magazine in the 1980s <laughs> to help pay his tuition. Oh. And he jabbed back and basically said, I'm glad she didn't take her clothes off. He was Ooh. I can and hear that, that. Ooh, caused yeah. a huge, I mean, come on, stinkorama, Brown. Uh, you know, a lot of women are real smart in Massachusetts, and they vote. Oh, man. You know, you, guys, you, can't, you can get the f- boy out of the frat room, but you can't get the frat room out of the boy. You know? And he never even left the frat room, man. This guy, you know. And he, uh, well, it's, it's, it's all to me as an older man. You know, I look at these guys from the older men like Mitch McConnell, who's older than me, maybe. I don't know. And uh, down to this, you know, the handsome middle-aged guys and the handsome, you know, 35-year-old guys. and all. It's like, what? Is, is everybody in grammar school? I mean, yes. has every, is it all, is that the game you learned how to play? And my God, the rest of you are in junior high, which is, well, look, which, which is hell yeah. to begin with. I mean, it's insane that this country is operating at, at a level of, of decency that you would really expect in the classroom from eight-year-olds. Well, that's what the house is. The house is junior high. Okay? Absolutely. Because, because anybody can get in. Anybody getting on a wave of discontent for one reason or another. The Senate, you have to, it's a lot harder to get to the Senate. You got to work a lot harder and probably be worth a lot more money. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like college in a way, kind of, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. And it gets really, it, it gets all roiled up in rules and they all have secret handshakes. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like the Yale, like, a, a, like the. Yeah, the, secret societies. The Yale right. secret society, the Dartmouth eating clubs and all that right. stuff, it's right? Skull and boners. Ca- it is. You know, Kappa really Delta. Is. Nowhere. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That's yeah, that you, world, man. You, yeah, I know. It's just yeah, that's the yeah. world that is. And, yeah. and into that world, I believe, will walk Elizabeth Warren. I and hope she so. is not cowed by them. Now, Brown tried to put her down by saying, hey, she went to Harvard and found out <laughs> that only 17% of the people thought that was an issue, a negative issue, and 34% thought that was a positive. So he blew it again. Okay. Now I want to make one other <clears throat> want to mention one other thing because it, it, it ties in politically and morally in this country. You know what's going on with the immigration law in Alabama? The oh, one yes. that they passed oh, and yes. the federal judge upheld two of the most pernicious parts of it that schools can uh, ask kids. Um, what is it? He, he held up. Um, all right, he, he, he failed to stop the law's clearly unconstitutional directive to force schools to determine students' immigration status. And also made it possible for police to pull over and detain people on the mere suspicion that they may be undocumented. Or maybe perhaps they're Jewish or they're gypsies. (laughs) And the result has been catastrophic. In a lot of the areas where there's a lot of migrant laborers, the kids are being kept out of school. And the migrant laborers are leaving Alabama. And you, to, to such an extent that the farmers are in crisis because there's nobody there to harvest their crops. So what does Alabama respond with? John McMillan, commissioner of the Alabama Department of Agriculture and Industries, told the Montgomery Advertiser on Thursday that inmate labor through the state's worker release program offers a short-term solution to the sudden labor shortage that is in Alabama since enforcement of its illegal immigration law kicked in. I mean, so you're going to replace slave labor with prison labor. 
Okay? Oh, boy. And, and finally, yeah. the Obama's DOJ has gone to court to stop this law. Now, I believe they're doing it for two reasons, because I think basically most of the uh, Democratic lawyers in the DOJ think this is completely unconstitutional. And second of all, it just simply continues to solidify the Hispanic vote. The Republicans are going to get three Hispanic votes. Uh, Condoleezza Rice and and two other Hispanics who are evangelicals and won't vote for a Mormon or won't vote. I don't know. But they're, they're, they're just totally losing it. Okay, just want to mention that. Just, you know, there you go. Yeah, Alabama. Well, they, well I was thinking they should just, you know, uh, 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 the last person out, please turn out the light if it's still on. In, in and, Alabama. And it isn't like, and the people of Alabama, there isn't, for example, like a huge desire in Alabama to kick out the migrant workers. There's nobody's job they're taking. It's not like uh, legal residents are lining up with, you know, with placards saying, we want to work in the fields. Okay. No, it's, like, it's a small Republican minority that's taken over the, the House and the Senate there in, or the legislature in Alabama, and they are going to town on this wish list they've had for ever so long. And that's the plan, man. You take care. That's the, what's that, uh, that song, you know, that's the, that's, that's the plan, man. Get on the get on the Give me road, the plan, Jack. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the plan. That's a Republican. That's God's own party. They're going to take over state legislature by state legislature. Then they're going to have yep. the state legislatures they've taken over uh, do all of the uh, uh, you know all all of the stuff they want to have done. You know. Well, Scott Walker starts it, you know, uh, to outlaw labor unions, collective yeah, bargaining. Yeah, yeah. That's on their crazy wish list. That's and now they've wish. got the chance to do it, and they're ruining themselves. And they can do it anyway, state Dave. by state. <laughs> North Carolina's gone, you know. There's well, North Carolina's going to vote for, for Obama. You watch. It's going to be an Obama win. I swear to you it will. All right. Uh, anyway, have anyway. you got a poem for us to get back to some sort of uh, um, oh. quiet? Well, yes, I do, you know, and in a way it's a little special. I thought I would um, – it was very, very sad news about Steve Jobs this week. Oh, yes. week. well, sad or not. I mean, he's gone, but he's gone to a great place. I believe yeah. he's gone to a great place where uh, there's pretty good design sense. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, I, I would and hold Wi-Fi it Wi-Fi is really good. I think uh, and his, uh, his obit was on the same uh, page or opposite page from Reverend Shuttlesworth, one of the great uh, uh, ministers from that period in uh, – in the civil rights struggle, where it was really a struggle, and people were getting set upon by dogs and fire hoses in in Alabama, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. put that there. Anyway, uh, it was sad to think that there's probably no one to out there who who has the design sense or the sense of history and martyrdom, if it, it takes that. Anyway, I'd just like to say goodbye. Uh, and so this is Taking Leave of a Friend by Lee Poe for Steve Jobs. Let's hear it. Here at the city wall, green mountains to the north, white water winding east, we part. One tumbleweed, 10,000 miles to go. High clouds, wandering thoughts. Sunset, old friendship. You wave, moving off. Your horse whinnies twice.
Whoa, that's Lipo. That is Lipo. And that's saying goodbye to an old friend? Saying goodbye to an old friend. Not that I was, I think I was in the same room with him once in the old Pixar days. But, uh, uh, you know, an old friend because uh, it changed the world. And I don't see, I, I see the garden gnomes and, and uh, yeah. Uh, it's um, it would be it would uh, a loss of, at fifty six of a guy who was really clever and got a six column headline, obit headline yeah. in the Wall Street Journal. Well, they loved him, man. You know, it's it's the most valuable company in the world. Yes, uh, he's 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 amazing, and uh, we will miss him. And you know, here I am. I'm sitting here in my house, and I'm looking at you on on an iMac. Steve Jobs, and I've got uh, an iPhone, Steve Jobs, and an iPad, Steve Jobs. You know, I was on stage with him once. You know, I, you know the mm-hmm. story. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he's really quite, quite amazing. Well, so are you, Dave, and thank you very much for co hosting Oz for this week. I want to remind everybody to go up and donate. We need the money right now. You don't have to give a lot, give what you could afford. No big deal, but show your support. I want to thank Dave Maloney, our engineer and, uh, our sound engineer and the man who owns and runs Blue U Studios that he very graciously makes available to us and Tom Goodwillow, our wonderful uh, 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 webmaster and Scott Wild, who uh, helps web design and keeps us uh, up to date with what's happening in social networking. Our new uh, web designer, Doc Technical. Our new publicist, John DeSimio. Our accountant, Chaz Glass and have I oh yes and Phil Fountain our designer and dear funny guy thank you all for making Oz happen Dave thank you again we'll see you all next week see you next week Pete